Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Coming up, as we get ready for our 2021 meetup in Las Vegas, we're going to talk all about the thousands of things you can do at America's Playground. We'll talk rides, attractions, food, and yes, even gambling tips. All to get you ready for the meetup in October. This is Coaster Radio. (laughs) Welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Mike Collins and E.B. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I am here with my friend E.B. ready to talk theme parks and thrill rides. That's right. And and adult amusement, Mike. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's what we're talking about here on this episode of CoasterRadio.com. Maybe some gambling tips, places to get some good booze. We talk about everything here at Coaster Radio. I like it. Yes, this is this this is a good summertime fun time episode of CoasterRadio.com ahead here, guys. It's a special episode. We're not doing news. We're not doing first drop. Secretly, uh, we are both going to be out of town yeah, this, next, yeah. this week. So we recorded this episode a little bit early, and we're dropping it for you, which is kind of funny. Because we're going to play back an old episode of CoasterRadio.com, and that episode was also recorded early because we were on vacation <laughs> it was funny i had no idea when we decided to play this back i went and listened to it i think you did too and i was like oh my gosh it's the same topic when we wanted to take a break and we're using it for that once again but what is great about this episode is that so much of it even though it was recorded years ago is relevant today in fact most of it is extremely relevant uh, to, to what's going on in las vegas right now it's great That's right. So this is a Las Vegas episode of CoasterRadio.com that was recorded and played, I think it was April of 2011, is how old this episode is, um, or 2010 maybe. Uh, But we talk all about Las Vegas and going to Las Vegas, our experiences in Vegas, um, riding the rides and doing all sorts of other things and telling stories back from uh, our past experiences. Everything's pretty much the same. And of course, there's a reason why we're talking about Las Vegas. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because if you listen to last week's episode of the show, we announced our 2021 meetup. It is going to be in Las Vegas and the epicenter of the meetup is going to be at the Golden Tiki Sunday, October 10th. And we'll have more details about that soon. But I'm so excited to get to the Golden Tiki, probably one of the greatest uh, themed environments that you will ever visit for sure. The epicenter of fun yes. for the coaster radio.com 2021 meetup will be Sunday, October 10th at the golden Tiki. But of course there's so much more to do in Vegas and rather than just hashing it out, why don't we just play an episode from <laughs> 10 years ago? Because nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really like this because it talks about all the different types of things that there are to do there. We do get into a discussion of course about the thrill rides Part of the fun of this, though, is we're going to talk about some that aren't there anymore, including Star Trek, the experience and yeah, Speed, the ride. Um, yeah, but speed. 
Yeah, but, you know, we lost Speed the Ride, but we gained El Loco at the Adventure Dome. So, you know, there's some things we'll talk about here at the end about some some things we didn't mention. But uh, part of my favorite part of this episode is where we get into some good stories, Las Vegas stories about you and me and uh, being on the Las Vegas Strip and gambling and some other things. It, it, there's a lot of fun in here. This is a good episode. Yeah, I like we we talk we talk about going to the craps table and, and, yes. and that whole thing, and, and I talk about uh, finding those cards all over the place. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and ten years later, they're still there. They're, they're still, still there, happening. So. If you don't and if you don't know what we're talking about, you've either never been to Vegas <laughs> or you've never heard this episode of Coastal oh, Radio. Yeah. So, so you'll have to listen. It's great. It's great. Uh, listening to this episode uh, got me excited for the meetup got me excited to get back to Las Vegas. So hopefully it will get you excited as well. So let's go back in the time machine, because that's one of the things we wanted to do. EB is like, go back. This is our 15th season. We wanted to celebrate the first season of Costa radio. Uh, actually, no, but this is not from the first season. This is actually the first season that you and I were back uh, as, as a duo. So, mm-hmm. so we wanted to do that, uh, you know, kind of go back and talk about different eras of Costa radio. And this is when uh, we decided to bring the show back and, one of the shows that we did was about Las Vegas. That's right. So we will talk to you guys on the other side. You have been to Vegas before. I think you went out there for the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. Was that of your course, one? That's, that's always the thing. Yeah. You know, we, we, me and Mike, we work in TV, and so we go out to this thing. And so that's that's usually why April hits uh, as a vacation week for us. And, yeah, we went out there, and, and I rode some of the rides and, and got to experience some of the stuff. And that's why we always talk about it because oh, we've yeah. been there and we've done it. What was your thought about Vegas before you got there? What did you think it was going to be like? Now, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of research, and so I didn't really know a lot about Vegas. I didn't realize, and this would probably be the biggest thing and the biggest surprise to me, I didn't realize there was an old strip and a new strip. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest surprise to me because the old strip is very walkable. It's very small, and it's easy to go from place to place, whereas the new strip is huge. And the places are really spread out. You can't really go from MGM to Circus Circus to you know Luxor because they're too far apart. Oh, but, yeah. So that was that was kind of my biggest surprise was the fact that I didn't really get the layout of the city. Yeah. I remember there was a time where I was in Las Vegas for a week actually doing some work there. And I had a, a flight that was going to leave Thursday night, like I think at 1130. And so I had a whole day where I had nothing to do. You know, like I, I didn't have any work. So what I decided to do was to walk all the way from the stratosphere, which is on the north end of the strip, all the way down to Mandalay Bay, which is on the south end of the strip. And I wanted right, to see... The, that's the new strip. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to see, like, how how long this would take me. You know, stopping in, you know, playing a few games here or there. It took me basically the entire day to go down there. Now, I didn't walk it straight. I stopped in and, you know, had some lunch here and there, but that's how long it took me just to go all the way down. It's gigantic. It's a gigantic No, gigantic I place. remember, and, and you can kind of get from one to another, like Luxor is kind of close to Caesar's Palace and some stuff like that, where you can actually walk from one to the other mm-hmm. and just kind of cross the street or go across the skyway or something like that. Yeah. But some of them are like several blocks away. Like okay. you have to walk past like three parking garages and a hotel to get to the next casino. Yeah. And here at Costa Radio, we are fans of theming. And I think there's no greater themed entertainment for adults oh at least, than Las Vegas. It's amazing, especially the very first time that you show up there and you, you know, land in the plane there at McCarran Airport and you look out, you know, from the runway and you just see all of these gigantic huge hotels, you know, and just all the different themes at each one. Like, you know, the fact that you see like a gigantic, you know, glass pyramid just <laughs> sitting there at the end of the strip and, you know, a big sphinx and 
all of these things. It's just it's so surreal, especially just as you're driving down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and you see these huge monstrosities just there. It's it's unbelievable when you see it. It's almost like you're in a dream. It's really really hard not to act like a tourist the first time you go out. You know, oh, yeah. you like when I went out there, I rented a car and I had to drive from the airport to my hotel and I stayed at the Mirage. And so I had a long drive down the new strip to go, you know, to do this. And it was, I mean, I had I had my windows rolled up and my doors locked number 1 cuz I was scared, Michael. <laughs> What were you thinking was going to happen? I was in Las Vegas and I was scared. That's all I'm going to say. Because I've seen enough movies to know the bad stuff happens in Las Vegas. But see, right? I, th- I think that was back in the old days with the mafia and stuff. But now it's all around by Maybe I've been watching some old movies or something like yeah. that. But I was I was a little bit scared. So I had my windows rolled up and my, and my, and my doors locked. But I had a sunroof, so that was open. And but I was driving around like a tourist. It's kind of like it. I would equate it to when people when you go to New York City for the first time, people say, "Don't look up. You look like a tourist. Don't walk around <laughs> looking up at the buildings." In Las Vegas, the way that you look like a tourist is you've got your face pressed against the window of your car and your mouth open. You're like, "Ooh, yeah. <laughs> lots of lights are blinking over there." You know, but that's what everybody is doing. They I think, got palm trees. Yeah, I I've been to Las Vegas now like close to like seven or eight times, and I still do it. You know, like I'm going to be heading there myself pretty soon, and and that's what I do. You know, I, I sit there. And it's it just, that kid in the candy store thing, man, oh, yeah. with your hands up and your face against the glass, like, Ooh. yeah. And you know, like even though you were saying like you had the windows rolled up and you were scared, like I've actually walked up and down that strip, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, where it's like two a.m. or something, and there's so much security there. There's like an armed presence that you just feel. As you're walking around there, at least when you're in the touristy sections. Now, if you, you know, head off the strip and venture away, then you're kind of on your own. But when you're in that kind of metropolis area, to me, when you're at on least, that main dr- And I figured that, that out very quickly. Yeah. I think my first experience, I was a little bit scared. But then after I got into my hotel and I walked around the hotel a little bit and I walked across the street to Circus Circus and I walked down the ways a little bit. I parked. I did the Caesars Palace and I did, you know, Paris and all that stuff. Once I actually started walking around in the same thing, like not even during the day. But even at night or even late at night, sure, you start to figure out who's in Las Vegas, and they're not scary. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it's old people. <laughs> it's either old people, young people, people at a convention, or really pathetic people. There's <laughs> you nobody know scary. You just nailed it. That is exactly who it is there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's really yeah. it. It's, it's either like, you know, the old people that are there all the time, the young conventioneers – or the townies who are just live on the strip and are pathetic. Yeah. You know one thing that I love about and then Las- the people that leave those cards for the porn. Oh yeah. The, place. the uh, <laughs> Yeah, the porn slappers. That's that's the one thing. Like if there's one seedy thing about being on the Las Vegas strip, it's that is that there are these dudes there in these like bright yellow or orange vests and they're just snapping these cards together. They look like baseball cards. And if you yes. if you actually take one from them, it's an advertisement for an escort service, I guess. And most times it's like, you know, uh, naked women with, you know, bare breasts there on, on the card. And it is. They are like baseball cards or, or almost like the Bible tracks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Have you yeah. ever found like a Bible track in a bathroom? You know, somebody stuck it up in the mirror above the sink. That's what it's like in Las yeah. Vegas. Every bathroom has one of these things stuck into the mirror. Every door that you go through has one stuck in the door jam. Every bush you 
walk past has one just like peeking out of the branches of the bush as you're walking by on the sidewalk. It's like, come on down, five, 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 Misty. Oh, yeah. And then the truck rolls by with a giant rolling <laughs> billboard of Misty. Call her up. She'll come to your room. It's so wild. And the funniest thing I ever saw were these kids. They had to be like 10 or 11 or something. And they are running up and down the strip, grabbing as many different cards as they could from these guys. Like, and they the were thing. collecting Some them. Some parents yeah. don't, don't get that they're not supposed to take kids to Las Vegas. They're yeah. like, Vegas is family friendly. We're going on vacation. No, sure. Like, and they bring the kids and they can, of course, like we were saying, it's like baseball cards. Yeah. And these things are everywhere. <laughs> and it's like the kids are picking them up like they're treasure. It's so funny. Yeah, because they're free. I mean, and that's one thing about Las Vegas that I like, and I, I know you'll agree with me with this, is that you could go to Las Vegas and spend very little money and still have a good time. Because oh, I, that's that was my favorite part about going to Las Vegas was yeah. how much you can do for free. Oh yeah, because like I, my, the Mirage is kind of is, isn't that great of, of a hotel, but it was across the street from Circus Circus. So I would very frequently walk across the street to Circus Circus, and we'll get into some of the the rides that they have over there. But they also have free circus shows. Oh yeah. So I mm-hmm. found out when those circus shows were. I would just go across the street. I'd put like a buck on the money wheel, and then I'd go upstairs and I'd watch a trapeze artist. Yeah. You know, or I would watch the guy shooting fire or I'd watch whatever it was and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, I think each hotel has something free, like some type of cool show that you could sit and watch. Like Bellagio has the fountain shows where you could stay out there all night and just watch, you know, the beautiful things that they do at the Mirage. Just going over to the Star Trek experience and walking through. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and you just walk through and meet a Klingon. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's one of the fun things about Las Vegas is you could like sit on a bench somewhere and just watch people go by. And that's so entertaining. My brother and I actually went to this place across from the Wynn Hotel. It was called Strip Burger. And it was basically a burger <laughs> joint. Yeah, not like strip. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a, a like a stripping place or anything. It was called Strip Burger because it was a burger joint that was right there on the strip. And we basically sat in this outdoor patio area that was right there overlooking the strip, having a burger, having a drink, and just watching people go by. And so when you're out there like at, you know, 8 or 9 at night, there's a it's a show out there. Like people dressed up going different places and – Oh, just, you know, everything that's going on, it's wild. So, but, you know, how much did we spend for our burgers there? And, you know, we got so much free entertainment just for the price of a burger, you know? so It's, oh, it's, it's way fun. And, and the same thing in any casino you can find, like, just like in the movies, that hot table, you know, where the people are throwing down a thousand bucks as oh, the guy yeah. in the cowboy hat and the slick guy and the, and the hot girls. And you can just find a place to stand with a drink and just watch them yeah. as entertainment. All night long. That is sometimes the best thing. If you just walk and go by like to the $100 tables, the $500 tables, and just watch the people throwing down money, you know? And like you can get a little bit of the thrill yourself. Just even though it's not your money, you're like living through them. And you, you kind of stare at these people and say, where did these people get all this money, this disposable money that they're just, you know, throwing it away basically? Because if you stand there long enough, EB, those people are going to lose <laughs> You know, you oh, see yeah. It, yeah, and you can count it up in your mind. You know, you just watch him and you watch him throw down the money and things like that. And you're like, whoa, this is nuts. Oh, yeah. But then even if you've got like, you know, 15, 20 bucks to you know, spend yourself, you can do the same thing. You could go find like a cheap table somewhere like they've got the one dollar, two dollar tables. And, and you can do the same thing and have that same type of thrill without, you know, blowing your whole money wad away. So we, we always had fun when I, when I was there and, and Tris joined me after a couple of days because I was at a convention, too. And after a couple of days, she came and we went and we walked down the strip. And what we would do is we would walk into a casino, experience all of the casino. And as we went through, we would like stop at – we love the money wheel because it's the easiest, dumbest <laughs> game you can ever do. That and roulette. Sure. 
you know, because it's basically pick a number, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very easy. And, and so not, money uh, wheel, we would find that like dollar money wheel and we'd put a dollar down and then we would lose and we would walk away and then we would go to roulette and we'd put like a dollar on black and we'd win and we'd walk away. And then it was just great because we would actually put money down on these tables and we would either win or lose, but we would only play once. <laughs> <laughs> we never hung out for very long at any table because if you stand at a table, you're going to lose. Yeah. And so that's what we would do is we would play once at the table and then walk away. And people would be like, what? They just played a dollar and left? Okay. <laughs> that's great. But you we know, were able to make, you know, we stretched our, you know, $50 or whatever it was over the whole week. I remember. And we came out ahead in the end. Yeah. Because we won at the airport, actually. Oh, it's, and that's hard to do. That's <laughs> at hard the to very do. end, we, we, we lost all of our money, and then we went to the airport, and, we, and there's slot machines at the airport. We were waiting for, the, um, for our plane, and we were spending basically all of the cash that we had in our pocket in the slot machines at the airport, and I hit a jackpot for like $80. Wow. And so in the end, we came up ahead. How about that? See? That's the magic of Las Vegas right there. That's what I love about <laughs> it. You know, I remember on my very first trip to Las Vegas, there are certain things I wanted to do. Um, and one of them was to roll the dice on a craps game, you know, just because I'd seen that done in movies so often. And I said, oh, I, did you shake it and blow on it? Oh, I did. I did the whole thing. Come but on, see, Toots, give me some luck. Now, here's the thing is I, I sort of knew the rules going in, but I really didn't care about the rules. I just wanted to roll the dice. So I, I now, didn't see, care. I wouldn't. I would be scared to even approach the table because I would think that you would approach the table and they'd be like, OK, it's uh, Jimmy to number four and <laughs> six to two. Well, that's and what I they were doing stand there and be like, uh, and everybody at the table would be like, Come on, what are you doing? Well, here's what I read, E.B., and, and I found that this was true, is that there's something magical about the first time that you roll the dice at a casino. And if you let the people who are playing know that it's your first time, they go nuts because supposedly there's something magical about oh, it. Oh, like, okay. So yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah, I so, got it. So man. I went up and I, you know, they gave me the dice and I said, hey, everybody, I'm a first-time roller. And all of a sudden, all this action started happening. People started putting money down all over the place and saying, I'm betting with him. I'm betting with him because you can bet with the roller or against them. Like whether they're going to win or whether they're going to lose. Oh, okay. So everybody was betting with me. So like you said, it was a little bit of pressure because I really didn't know. I mean, because what do you – it's not like you're you know skilled at it or something. You're just going to roll the dice or win or lose, right? I don't even understand crap. So what did you do? You walk up to the table. Yep. And then what? You just had like a stack of chips in your hand and you were just like, uh, how do you play this game? Yeah, well, see, I knew – What did you do? I knew enough because you can can bet on what's called the pass line – or the don't pass line. And if you bet on the pass line, you're betting that you are going to win the roll. So, so that's what I did. I said, I'm going to put $10 down here on the pass line. And, uh, you know, and I yelled at the table, Hey, it's my first roll, you know, first time rolling. So they, so uh, do you take turns rolling? If there's like eight people standing around, how do you decide who rolls? Yeah. It, you basically like get in a line and it moves around the table. So you like, you know, work your way up to the top of the table. So they just keep handing it. Now you can pass oh, the okay. dice to somebody else if you don't want to roll or you can just stay at the end. But if you want to actually give it a shot, you just work your way up to the top of the table. So, so that's what I did. And basically what the, you know, you have to do is if you're rolling on your first roll, out you have to roll a seven or an 11 i believe if i remember that's what the the rules are so i grab the dice and you know i I do the whole thing that i see in all the movies and stuff you know like (laughs) in one of those like vegas movies and eb i rolled the dice and it came up seven and everybody at the table screaming and yelling you know so when you win you get to roll again like you keep rolling till you lose Right, and if you didn't roll a seven or eleven, you have to get whatever you got. Isn't that's that right. What it is? That's right. So, if, so you, like, if you rolled a four, right, on your next roll, you'd have to roll a four to win. That's right. Or, or is that kind of how it goes? You keep rolling till you get a four, but if you get a seven or eleven, then you lose. So you you get multiple rolls unless you get that seven or eleven again. 
Ah, so that's gotcha, how that works. Okay. So those are the real, the real simple rules. But all I know is I got a seven on my first roll, and EB, I won seven <laughs> rolls in a row. I no I, way. I, I kept because, well, winning. Well, and and to be fair, seven or eleven for people who know anything about dice games, those are the most common rolls. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. And so the goal is to roll that most common roll first, mm-hmm. and then continue rolling it. Yeah, I mean, it, like there were some times where I rolled the seven or eleven on the first, you know, the coming out roll. But then there were other times where I rolled, you know, like a four and had to keep rolling till I got it again. So I was just on an incredible run there, where I actually, you know, seven or eight times in a row, I won. So, but the best part was just how everybody was flipping out at the table. Everybody was going nuts, like screaming well, and yelling and high fiving me and hugging me. And it, it and just, craps is always the game that you see on TV. You know, if there's ever like a special episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where they go to. <laughs> You know, Vegas and yeah. lose a lot of money. It's always craps. Yeah. That's always the game because I think that's the game that has that drama, you oh, know, yeah. where it's it's rolling the dice and it's all about the dice roll and sure. and the blowing on the dice and the and the beautiful woman and the cowboy and all this stuff. Oh yeah. And so I think craps is really that dramatic. maybe roulette kinda has that. It can have you know, that, sure. You think about the movie where they're like doing the slow motion on the wheel or whatever. Oh yeah. But I think craps is really the game. And E B there was a cowboy at the table who was going wild too. He was Of course there was a cowboy at the table. <laughs> There's a cowboy at every table. That's right. He had the cowboy, the chaps and everything. It was great. It it, it was so much fun though because and that's like it. <laughs> Yeah. It was <laughs> in some casinos probably down there, yes. But yeah, it was so fun though because like here were these complete strangers in a in a euphoria and like hugging me and high fiving like people I've never met before and will never see again. But for that moment in time, we we're all together having. When a good you time. won them twelve dollars. <laughs> well, I think some people man were betting bigger. I saw like some people were probably winning lots of money because yeah. it depends on what table you go to. Because I, I experienced that too. It's really funny. You go to that one dollar table or that two dollar table, and and you think that you're there with a bunch of you know low ball and people because it's a two dollar table. But then somebody throws down big money <laughs> because there's no reason why you can't at the low table. Sure. But they and you're like, whoa, yeah, okay. I guess I'm playing with somebody who's a little bit more serious wow. than me. Oh yeah. Like sometimes I've been at blackjack tables before where you know there's like you know a mysterious Asian man there sitting playing three hands <laughs> in a row. And, you know, putting down a thousand dollar chips and, and, and I'm looking at him like, this is a $5 table. How did, why are you sitting here? But he, maybe he wants to be away from the pressure and stuff, but here's a guy putting down a thousand dollars a hand, you know, $3,000 every time the cards come out. It's pretty yeah, wild. See, I was always scared of those games that require too much interaction. Like I was, I was more of a roulette kind of a guy yeah. or the, or the money wheel, because you can just walk up to the money wheel or you can walk up to roulette. You can look at it and be like, all right, I'm going to put mine on this. And then you lose. You don't have to talk to anybody, and you're done. Yeah, I went there. But with- it was the same sort of thing because you would. I would go up to that roulette table, and I would put like my two dollars on black, just like the safest bet you can ever make. And then somebody else would come up and do the same sort of thing, where you would watch them, and you'd be like, I don't even know what those orange and gold <laughs> chips are, but they're probably more than my little green ones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and one neat thing about Las Vegas, of course, and, and the reason why we bring it up here on the show all the time is that each of these casinos, you know, has all the different attractions, but some of them have really great amusement park rides, you know, right there. For no the good street. reason, apparently. Yeah. yeah, and like two of the hotels actually have roller coasters that are right on the outside of the of the hotel, like right there on the facade. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, more than two. Yeah, actually, yeah, I guess, I guess some of them, like, like, I know the one that we love, but all the coaster boys hate is uh, the roller coaster at New York, New York. It used to be called Manhattan Express, but I know you and I had a good ride on that the one time we were out there. 
We love that ride, Manhattan Express. What's it called now? They're just calling it the roller coaster. Yeah, the roller coaster at New York, New York is the official that's name. That's a terrible that's name. A, that's a horrible name. Yeah, I don't that's know why. That's a terrible they name. But anyway, it's it's a it's a fun ride because out in front, if if you know, you know the New York, New York, it's it's got the whole skyline out in front where it has all of the different monuments and things like that in front of the building, and the roller coaster goes in and out and all through that stuff. It is very cool, especially if you ride at night. You know, and you're sitting there on the strip, and you can see all the lights, and it's just like where else? Do you, I mean, you don't get a chance to do that other places, you know? Like that almost. Well, beats- and it, yeah, and it goes inside, and it goes outside. And what I really liked about it, what I didn't know, is it goes around like the the back of the hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. The one part, and so that's when was the last time you ever rolled rode a roller coaster where a part of like the head chopper effect was a hotel room? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like you're zipping around, and it's like, whoa! I'm like riding a roller coaster around a hotel. This is ridiculous. That is cool. I remember I had a room in the Excalibur Hotel, which is right next door, and it overlooked Manhattan Express. And it was so cool to be like there at night and just look out, and you know, or in the morning that's you get up and there's really- a roller coaster right outside your room. So. So that's pretty cool. Another cool ride that's there is uh, Speed the Ride at the Sahara Hotel, which is down at the uh-huh. other end of the Strip. That's a, it's a pretty cool ride itself, too. I mean, it's, it's different. It's like one of those rides that is made by Premier, and it um, you know runs through the track, but then actually runs backward through the track, too. Yeah, it's, it's a shuttle coaster, and it's got a it's got a cool feature with that mid course launch. Oh yeah, that's you know, right. Mm-hmm. You go through the ride, and you and you and but then as you're going, it it goes from 35 miles an hour, it jumps you up to 70. And then that's when you jump, go through the big Sahara Marquee. Yeah, like the giant sign that's out there. You actually go right through it. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like the big part of that ride on the outside that you see. And I guess as you're riding the ride, I've never ridden it because it was too far off the strip for me to go out and find it. But it looks like it, the kind of ride that you would really get into and, and, and be able to enjoy. It was fun. I actually took a trip over there to the Sahara specifically to ride that and also to try the NASCAR experience that they have because they have a NASCAR uh, simulator ride that's there as well. So I tried both of those, and I think I actually had like a ticket where it gave me unlimited rides on speed, and then uh, it also gave me like one try on the NASCAR thing. I found that I only could ride speed the ride twice uh, before I started (laughs) getting kind of woozy because it's pretty intense. Uh, especially, you know, when it's going backwards through the loop and things like that. So, well, and you, and you talked about the cost a little bit. Like most of these rides, because you're not talking about going to a full blown amusement park. It's just a roller coaster plopped down into a casino. Yep. It's going to cost you eight, nine, ten bucks. I think is what speed costs now. Yeah. But like you were saying, because they have got they've got speed and they've got the NASCAR experience. I think right now you can get for twenty two or twenty four bucks. The all day pass. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Or 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 like a twenty four hour pass or something like that. And so. You can get that and then ride as much as you want. The problem there, of course, is that you're basically stuck at Sahara. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, or you know, maybe you'd be able to go away for a little bit and come back. But how many times do you really want to ride the same roller coaster? You know, <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there who would say, you know, you know, I'll ride it 40 times, but man, not me. I, I two times was enough for me. It was actually kind of similar at the Stratosphere too, because they have a all you can ride pass that they offer to you there as well. That includes uh, the tower admission. And I think it was like 30 bucks or something for all three right. of the big and rides. You know what? There. Now that I think about it, because all the rides that I rode when I was out there, there was no line True, or yeah. virtually mm-hmm. no line, Yeah, you know, because everybody's done gambling, especially if you go to a strange time, there was nobody in line. And so if you got one of those passes, you could conceivably ride almost nonstop. Yeah, I, right? yeah, that's right. I mean, I think when you and I went to the top of the stratosphere, there was nobody in line for any of those rides up there, right? Weren't, didn't yeah. we kind of just walk right on? 
Yeah, you could go up there and you could ride that that extreme ride or whatever that one is that dips you over the side. You could just sit up there. Yeah. Because there's nobody in line. You can just be like, no, nah, just leave me out here. I'm I th- good. I think for just me. Just leave me out here overlooking the strip, you know, <laughs> dangling, you know, off, off the side of this thing. What did you think of those three rides that are up there? You've got three. You've got the Big Shot, <clears throat> X-Scream, and Insanity, the ride. What were your thoughts on, on seeing those in person? Well, which, which one is the one that you're just kind of on the car and it just goes, and like goes over the edge? Oh, that's X-Scream. And that's, that's the one that we rode when we were there, correct? Like I like that yeah. one. I like the X-Cream a lot. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, um, ba- it's basically like a big teeter-totter that's on the edge of the Stratosphere Hotel, so you're a 1,000 feet in the air. And the ride itself doesn't do much. It's just, you know, like a, like a teeter-totter, and it just rolls you right off the edge. Yeah, so you just imagine a roller coaster that's 20 feet long. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> that's basically all it is, and, and the, the, the track goes over the edge of the, the tower. And so you kind of just go, ah, dun. Yeah. And then you're over the tower. And it's kind of floorless too, right? So you're kind of looking straight down at an angle as you go and just Google it. X screen, you'll see it. I really liked that ride. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun because it was so unique and so strange. You know, and, yeah. and the way it was designed with its simplicity, you really got to experience the gimmick of the ride. Sure. The gimmick being the fact that you're on top of the stratosphere. Insanity, on the other hand, which is kind of the uh the the you know, imagine a spider with f- seats on the end of each leg, and then it spins around. And on the one side of the of the circle of spinning, you're hanging off the tower. The other side, you're on the tower. Oh yeah, it's kind of like and, a wave swinger ride, a little bit. Like it's yeah, kind of like, like that. A, yeah, just like a wave swinger, except it's on the side of a tower. So half the time you're hanging over the edge. But for that one, to me, because you're spinning, you have to deal with the fact that you're on a spinning ride. Yeah. And so that takes away from the gimmick that you're hanging over the edge, especially because you go on the tower and the ground is 20 feet below you. Then you go off the tower and the ground is 900 feet below you. <laughs> and then you're back 20 feet below you. And so it really enhances the whole spinning and making you sick thing. Yeah. And you can't concentrate on the gimmick like you can on Xtreme, which is why I really like Xtreme better. Yeah. And the Big Shot is a pretty cool ride, too. You know, just basically one of those SNS tower rides. But. You know, you're already starting a thousand feet in the air. I mean, who you know? cares if it's only like sixty <laughs> feet tall or whatever it is? Because your starting point is so high. Yeah, and I think the best part about that for me wasn't even so much that it, you know it was it was just the negative G's or anything, but just the view, the view that you get from the very top of that. I mean, you see everything, everything there is to see in Las Vegas, and you know if you make friends with the ride operator, they'll let you sit on the side that looks out towards the Las Vegas Strip and. Just cool, cool stuff. And that's what's great about having that, you know, ride all you want pass is you can go up there and do it and try it in the different seats. And like it's like we were just saying, there's no line for any of these rides most of the time up there. That's what's amazing. Yeah, it, exactly. And, and especially with that big shot ride, because you could really ride on all four sides of it and have a little bit of a different experience. And the x too. You know, you can sit on the back, you sit on the front and see, see if that's any different. I think that's what made me a little bit nervous the first time I rode the x is that nobody was in line for it. And so I was like, wait, am I nuts? Like, am I the craziest person in the world that I'm riding this? And this ride kills everyone that rides it. Yeah, That's why you know? there's no repeat customers. So I was like, why? I was like, where's everybody else? And then I found out where everybody else was, EB, is they were all on the observation deck watching the crazy people ride X-Cream. So, they would actually ride X-Cream, right. Yeah. They were saving their money just to watch you do it. I, I think when I rode, I rode with maybe two other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and you probably saw a bunch of people on the observation deck just sitting there, <laughs> sitting oh, there yeah. watching. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> so that was fun. That was neat. But what was cool about that, I remember my experience of riding that, is when I got off the ride and you kind of exit out onto the observation deck, like people were coming over and congratulating me and saying, oh, yeah, you did a great job. That was great. You know, you should have seen this other person, what they did. <laughs> So, you know, and Las Vegas does not have a full-fledged theme park, but I guess the closest thing they have is the Adventure Dome at Circus Circus. Yeah, the Adventure Dome. Which kind of looks like, um, you know, it looks a little bit like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you know, where they had the domes in uh, Total Recall. Like Total Recall? <laughs> yes, it does actually look a little, like a pinker, <laughs> a pink Total Recall. Yeah, so like as you're in there, like there, no sun is getting through. It's like this pink hue coming down onto you, so... Get your ass to a adventure yeah. dome. <laughs> Feels like Quato's got to come out at him. I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> Quaid. <laughs> That's what I kept You'll thinking. You'll crack the dome. <laughs> Man, I the got adventure four dome. kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> I have five kids to feed. That's what I kept yelling when I was in there. I've got five kids to feed. And no, <laughs> and no one understood what I was saying. So did you get a chance to go into that adventure dome and – so I, I frequented the Adventure Dome all the time because I was staying across the street at the Riviera. And you just walk right over to Circus Circus and it's always there. And, and you can just enjoy it. You can enjoy the clowns in, in Circus Circus. You go over to the Adventure Dome. And the Adventure Dome, it doesn't smell very good, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they've got some water rides in there. And so it kind of has that like really, you know, kind of locker room smell. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people there, just like all the rides that we've been talking about. And so it's kind of creepy and weird. And because um, you kind of approach a ride and you kind of stand there and wait a minute for an attendant to come over and be like, oh, oh, you want to <laughs> ride that, huh? OK, hold on. That's so true. That's so true. Because and then they kind of come over and let you on the frog hopper. Yeah, because you could stand there forever and like, you know, maybe one person's running four rides and uh, you've got to <laughs> get their attention. Like, there. It's so strange. Like, hey, can you load me onto this log flume? I really want to ride. <laughs> it really makes you wonder why they built it. Yeah. You know, it's like, why didn't they just make this more casino? If, if the casino is really where it's at, why did they even bother with this? And I, I just couldn't figure it out That's because a good point. every time I went over there, maybe because I was always going over there in the middle of the night or I was going over there late or I have no idea. There was never anybody there. You know, one thing I was thinking about is could Las Vegas support a traditional theme park? Because they used to have like the MGM Grand used to have a theme park there in the back, but then that went out of business. And I think that was like more of a traditional theme park. But could they or do they even need anything like that? Like is, is what's there? I mean, it's, is it just like a big giant theme park anyway? Yeah, I don't know because you would be competing with so much other stuff, yeah. at least for the adult audience. Maybe if there was some sort of like – if there was an amusement park, maybe like in Pinocchio where you could drop the kids off and you could <laughs> just cause trouble and the parents could go gamble and things like that. And slowly, if you didn't come pick them up, they'd turn into donkeys. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but they did have a wet and wild there at, at in Las Vegas for a while, but then that went out of business. And there's – there's talk of like another water park opening, but I wonder if like a traditional amusement thing would actually work. I have no idea. Why would you go to Las Vegas to experience that though? That's the thing is yeah. there's so much there already. You could spend two weeks in Las Vegas and do something different every day. There's no need for another attraction. It's saturated. Yeah. You know, what's funny about me is I, I love roller coasters and stuff. When, when I'm in Las Vegas, 
I haven't like necessarily needed, you know, or felt the need to go ride Manhattan Express or or go ride you're any there other there because yeah. you're in Las Vegas. You want to do Las Vegas stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like if I want to go, if you to wanted the, to do like a suburbs amusement park, yeah. you would. That's what you would do. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's why those things don't work. And that you know, like I think everybody who goes to Las Vegas for the first or second time will try those roller coasters, but you don't necessarily want to go back and do it again. Because, you know, you're there in Las Vegas to, you know, see the shows, see the food stuff, you know, play some games. And I don't know. So I think that's why we're not going to really see anything brand new. Except we are talking about, like, one thing at the Stratosphere. They're adding one more extreme ride there, which is uh, – you can Google it and see. But it's basically some type of ride where they attach you to wires and you actually jump off the side of the Stratosphere and that fall all the way down. crazy zipline ride. Yeah. Or whatever it is, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so that that's, is nuts. I that's something I don't think I would be able to do. I think I, I draw the line at uh, X Scream and Insanity the Ride. I can do those, but anything that has me like plummeting down <laughs> all the way to the bottom. I like I like being wrapped in steel and having something that like really chunk goes down yes. on me. I don't want to just be in some sort of nylon harness. Yeah, with a carabiner, you know, clink clink. There you go, jump off the building now. Yeah, that that some dude is hooked up onto me. You know, I was like freaked out enough that time I rode the sky coaster because I was like really looking at the person <laughs> attaching all that stuff. Yeah, to because us. you're basically like, oh, here's a blanket with some grommets. Why don't <laughs> yeah. you sit in it? Yeah, and we're gonna raise you 300 feet in the air. Lay down. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I've got a rope. Yeah, the the more I think about the time we all did that, the the more more freaks me out. You know that that basically I was like entrusting my life into somebody who's just attaching grommets to the piece of fabric. Some guy who's getting 11 bucks an hour to put you into this thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know if I would. Well, and 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 Vegas has some of these sorts of things already. Like you can find the indoor skydiving experience. Yep. mm Hmm. You know, they have that at the convention center and at a couple of places. So you can do some other non-roller coastery, non-theme park things like the skydiving or like the zipline thing. And, and this other thing that I was looking at today was the uh, the Bootleg Canyon. Oh, sure. Are you familiar yeah. with this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The flight lines. It's outside Vegas in Boulder City. But it's basically you pay 150 bucks over the canyons. You get on these zip lines that are pretty much these harnesses that are attached to a wire above you. And you just zip around wow. for two and a half hours over the canyons. That is pretty cool. And it's 150 bucks, and there's like a guide that takes you out and lets you zip all over the place. So that's a, that's another idea is, is if you get out of the strip, you can really find the extreme stuff just you know because you're in the desert and mm-hmm. there's crazy stuff out there to do. Yeah, and there are hundreds of things like that you know, off the strip and – just things that you wouldn't expect. There's more to Vegas than just gambling and food and shows. I mean, if you really wanted to go, you, you could go to Vegas and do none of those things, you know, and still have a great time. So I think mm-hmm. that's one of the cool things about the city. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about, uh, you know, our trips out there. Hopefully we'll get to go out there and maybe do the long lost show that we always said we were going to do out in Las Vegas and walk the strip and, and do a show. Walk the that. strip <laughs> show, man. I'm like, I, I would love to do that. That would be fun. I think we could do that now because technology has advanced enough where we could do that. And I know we actually have some listeners out in Las Vegas. So maybe we could have like a Costa Radio meetup sometime out there. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? We just meet up and then walk down the strip and we go right. to Buffalo Bills. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. We so. all get into, we would all get into a bus and lock the doors and roll <laughs> up the windows and drive out to Buffalo Bills. I like that. So I thought that was funny that right there at the end of the show, 11 years ago, you and I are talking about let's have a meetup in Las Vegas. <laughs> and now we're going to do it. I like that. That's good.
That's fantastic. Now that, that listening to that makes me excited. It makes me remember why Vegas is so much fun. Um, I, I did go back once um, again after we uh, recorded that episode. So I have been back once again to Vegas to experience mm-hmm. it. But there's like we talked about a lot that's changed in Vegas over the years, yeah. but so much is the same. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I wrote down a bunch of notes as I was listening to the show. And one of the first things that I was laughing about is how we said, there's so much free stuff to do in Las Vegas. And, and yes, that's true. You can like go and see the Bellagio fountains and yeah, the, the pirate show. Yeah. Right? You know, there are things like that you could still see, but uh, man, a lot of it though, a lot of the really fun stuff does cost something, something or other. Like I was, I was yes. laughing at, um, what used to be called Manhattan Express. And I think when we recorded that show, it was the roller coaster at New York, New York. Uh-huh. Now it's the big Apple coaster. Uh, right now, it's funny. I was looking up how much that is. It's $19 before 9 p.m. Oof. And, and $23 after 9 p.m. So, $23 yeah. to ride a not great roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, yeah. But if you want the all day pass, $35. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Because I want to ride it again and again. Well, I suppose if you were in the hotel, if you were staying in that hotel, yeah, I could see that. I could see like, yeah, I'm going to go down there and ride it again. Woo. Yeah, sure. If you rode, you know, that wouldn't be so bad if you rode 10 times in a day. And I don't know anybody who would ride ten that times. 10 times. It's $3.50. <laughs> well, we did talk. We did. We also talked about in the episode that they're typically they're, you're not going to have the lines that you're right, going to experience right. going to an amusement park. Um, so that is something that's nice is you really can go to New York, New York, ride the roller coaster and then get an Uber and go up to the stratosphere, ride all of those things, get in an Uber, go to Circus Circus and do all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it probably is going to end up costing you about the same as a ticket to a major theme park anyway. So. Yeah, a ticket in the fast lane. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that's good. I, I also liked uh, there are a couple of things that are still there. I, I was reminiscing about well, I think in the show I was talking about me and my brother going to Strip Burger across the street from the wind and that is a place where you can go and have a really good hamburger but like watch the traffic go by on the las vegas strip and that is still there Um, okay but but there are other places since then that have come up which are great where it's like bars outside or you can sit there and eat and have a drink but just watch the crazies go by from the comfort of your table you know so that that that's another cool thing that's uh happening in las vegas it's really good i think and i think i I think i had some disparaging words about the the townies that the people that live in (laughs) vegas and i apologize because i know we have listeners in vegas and i do not think that yeah but i I don't think any of our listeners are the ones who are like hanging out on the street they know the ones that i'm talking about yeah you know they're just some dudes hanging out there with their guitar like hey man i'm gonna play a song there you go yeah all right, strip burger. Maybe we put strip burger on the uh, on on the itinerary for Maybe the meetup. So. I it think is- that's what's going to end up happening. Um, getting back to the meetup talk is that we're going to have to come up with a list and then start crossing things off just based on time, right? Yeah. Because there's a ton of stuff that I'd like to do down in Vegas. Um, I, I like you talked about going to throw the dice at the craps table is such an iconic thing to experience. There's some things like that, that I've never gone to see a show at Vegas, like a real show that costs oh, 80 bucks to go to, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen the free shows, but I, it'd be fun to go see Penn and Teller, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You, I think you would like some of the different magic acts there. There is a great one that's in the afternoon, uh, Matt King, a great magician. And they say it's like the, even Penn and Teller have said, it's the best magic show in Las Vegas that nobody knows about. But it's okay. like an afternoon show, so it's cheap. So you can go see that. Uh, but okay, like, see, and that's what I think we need to do. We need to at some point, and maybe I think you and I talked off 
the podcast a little bit about maybe we need to do a happy hour where it's everybody sitting around with their drinks. Yeah. And we all just start throwing out ideas and make a list. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's great. I think we get all the listeners together. Everybody's been to Vegas. If you haven't been to Vegas, you can look up stuff and get inspired too. But we can all start throwing out our favorite things and our favorite tips and tricks. And we can kind of whittle it down and and make that list. Like, all right, here's what we're doing Saturday. All right, here's what we're doing Sunday. Then we're going to the Golden Tiki. And then on Monday, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because the the other thing that's there that's going to be opening in the fall is that Soarin' Over California style Mm -hmm. ride uh, where you fly over the Grand Canyon in Las Vegas. So. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if we called them up and said, hey, we're bringing a busload of listeners over there. You know, they're going to want to get the word out about their experience. Maybe we do that. I mean, there's so much to do in Las Vegas. It's going to be great. And but- it's, it's going to be October. So there's going to be haunts. Yes, so that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Figure out all so, that uh, didn't a listener say there was some place in Las Vegas that did some type of like haunt where you get on a golf cart? And like they drive you around in a golf cart and things happen. I don't know, that, that sounded interesting to me. <laughs> sounds super fun. It's like the Bigfoot experience. Yes, right. Like <laughs> out, just, at the, out at the Bigfoot place in Vegas. Yes, yes. So I, there's there's a lot going on, and then it's all going to culminate at the Golden Tiki. Uh, which, if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the episode that we recorded a couple of years ago with Brandon, uh, who is the creator of the Golden Tiki, and it's just it's an amazing. It's it's not just an excuse for us to go and have drinks. Uh, it is like when you see it, EB, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, what what it like? There's so much theming in the place and different rooms and everywhere you look, there is something to look at and explore. And it all tells a story. It's just really it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I have I have a friend who went to Vegas a year ago and it was shortly after. or Yeah. Was it? Two years ago, um, shortly after we recorded that episode, and I told him about this, the Golden Tiki, and I said, go to the Golden Tiki. You got to tell me what it is, because this, is, this, is, this sounds nuts. And he came back, and he was like, thank you. This is yeah. my new favorite place in the whole world. <laughs> yes, right? It's, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think the Golden Tiki is a place that no matter what your expectations are, no matter how high you have your expectations, it's not going to disappoint oh, you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's so good. That's the, I mean, that's the impression I'm getting. I've never been. I, I think I'm, I'm on the hype train. Yeah, I got to tell you, even though I'm hyping it up and I don't think there will be anticipation for you about the Golden Tiki. It is that That's type of I'm place. Hoping. And you're going to go in and you're just going to have a big smile on your face about what this place is. And there's just there's so much great stuff to it. And uh, I, I'm really hoping that, you know, as we record the podcast there, uh, we, you know, hopefully the head bartender is there. He can show us how they make some drinks. Uh, we can talk to Brandon about some of his other projects that he's working on in Las Vegas. I and mean, he's continually adding to the Golden Tiki, but he's also got some other things in the works, too, that by the time we get there, I think he'll have some more news about it. So, uh, you know, and remember, at one point, he even said on the show in one of his restaurants, he wants to add a dark ride. So, yeah, he wants yeah. to yeah, actually put a dark ride. Well, he's got a shrunken head collection, too. And didn't he say he was going to shrink our heads? Yes, that, that was we, we'll have to talk to him about that, because at one point he was going to put us in their Hall of Fame with the shrunken heads. Um, and he did ask for us to, uh, you know, let him know a month out. And I think that's what might be what he's talking about. So anyway, it's, okay. yeah, it's going to be fun. Right. man. It's going to be fun. It's- so. It's going to be a super fun weekend. So plan now. It's October 10th. That's Sunday, October 10th in Las Vegas, the Golden Tiki. Put a day or two, you know, before and after for your trip. Yeah. We're going to do some other stuff, too. If, if not me and Mike, I know, Mike, you're going to be busy. And I'm, not, I'm only flying out for a short time. But the listeners are all going to be out there, too. So there's going to be stuff that everybody's going to be piling on um, and, and hanging out. And it's going to be a really good time, really great way to celebrate getting back out there um, with the, the, the fellow listeners of CoasterRadio.com. Yeah, and if you're coming, at, at some point we're going to ask for a tally 
of how many people are coming. But if you think you're coming, if you're like, hey, I've got some time off, I'm going to do it, drop us an email. Send us an email our way just so we're, we're going to start trying to figure out how many people are coming to this, um, so especially so we can let the Golden Tiki know. But then uh, for me and EB, too, just because. Yeah, you know. at some point we'll, we'll get like the, uh, the event bright or something like that where we can actually officially get people to sign up, put their names on the list. We can prepare um, whether we're going to be doing some contests or we're going to be doing some sort of a game that everybody's going to be able to play. There, we will have reasons to have a good number of uh, know who's coming. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have this is like a special meetup. I want to see if we can have some type of I've been thinking about this, too, EB. Like, what if we had, like, collectible pins? You know, people like pins and stuff at the parks. What if we had a pin designed for every meetup, but you could only get them at the meetup? Like, once it was it was over, that's it. Like, you can't, like, get one later. But wouldn't that be cool to have a pin every time we went to a meetup? So it would be, like, the Las Vegas one and then the Orlando one. It, I, I just sure. I wonder, I wonder if that would be kind of a cool thing. Going forward, we might want yeah. to look at Yeah, we, we always try to do some sort, something fun like that. So that, that, yeah. that'd be a good one, pins. So, yeah, I was just thinking about that because people people like their pins. People like people their like collectibles. People like their pins. Pins are a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's the whole collectible thing. People like that. So. Very cool. Anyway. Well, if you want to get involved with the planning out there, um, a great place to do that is on the CoasterRadio.com Discord. And the best way to get into the Discord is by supporting the show on Patreon. Then you can join in the conversation there and you can chat back and forth with other listeners. Me and Mike are both there too. Um, and there is meetup talk that's going fast in the discord right now mike yeah yeah and it's so great that people who are on patreon are joining that discord lots of discussion every day not just about the meetup and about the podcast but about uh, what i like is that there are different rooms you can go in there's the cedar fair room there's the you know uh what what else we've got like the sea world parks and holiday world has its own like all these different things it's really great like a lot of different discussions going on specifically about the parks really cool <laughs> Very, very cool. So thanks, everybody, on Patreon who's supporting the show, especially the folks who are supporting Patreon.com slash Coaster Radio at the $20 level. They're Alan Bergfield, Brian Cosson, Charlie and Jesse Brooks, Chris Rankin, our friends at Club Z, Colton Lickerich, Cynthia, Dan the T-Shirt Guy, David Sakala, David Wanowich, Grace, Greg Delaney, John Brody, Josh Combs, and Jumbo Shrimp. Also, Karen and Lee Howerin, Keith Nettles, Kevin Wilson, Kyle Kiefer, our friends at Little Mountain Productions, our friends at Made to Thrill, Marshall the Big EZ Hider, Matt from Yorkshire, Michael Foucault, Mikey Mayo, Paolo De Los Reyes, Rick Burnley, Timmy Young, and Tom from Louisville. And our honorary executive producers are Dan Bunting, Slater, and Brian Wackler. Yes, thank you so much to those guys, and welcome, Dan. Welcome as an honorary executive producer. That's great That's to fantastic, have. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Good, so. good stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We're so excited about this listener meetup that's coming up. Can't wait to see you guys back out in the parks and riding rides with us and all that good stuff. Yes, yes. And I think we will be back. I might actually have some news for you guys next week about uh, some new parks. Um, I might actually get to a park that we've talked about here on the show. So a little tease for next week uh, that we Ooh, might, might have some news. All right. Yeah. Good. All right, all right guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. 
Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.